Yo, this is how we do it, man, on Fan Bros, on the Loudspeaker Network. I want y'all to not touch your iPod, your pod, your turning channel, your digital download. This is how we do it. The speaker plug in the digital network. Zilla, you G-O-D, I'm out of here, man. Peace is love, kisses, and all that hugs. Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. What's up, internets? This is Chico Leo with another Fan Bros special delivery. Just wanted to talk a little about TV for a little while because uh, we're, we're going to be going to Comic-Con shortly. And so I feel like we've got a lot of upcoming great uh, posts, podcasts, special deliveries, um, interviews coming up. But they're mostly going to be comic book and comic property related. So I just wanted to do generally talk about uh, the state of TV. Uh, the first half of this year had some really great first seasons of new shows. Um, we started the year off with The Americans, which I thought was an A and had a great first season. Um, and then The Vikings and Orphan Black uh, were really, really great. Um, uh, surprisingly, came out of nowhere, just like The Americans. Um, and recently, the first season of The Bridge ended. And um, jumping forward a few months. And I thought The Bridge started out as good as any of those previous shows that I just mentioned. It kind of stumbled in the middle and regained its footing for the most part, but never really reached the highs of the first third of the season, which was about as good as anything on TV. What are you doing, David? Get back! Go back! What the hell's going on? Bomb's live. Have your sniper stand down. He's activated the dead man's switch. Do whatever you have to do. Um, I'll tell you what my son is. One, one of the reasons that it, it, it was so compelling was it was well-written, well-acted, but like shows like The Wire or Deadwood, the location was sort of the star. You know, in, in The Wire, the city of Baltimore is the protagonist and the institutions of the city, uh, the human institutions, are sort of the antagonist. Um, and the city really is the main character. Um, Deadwood, it is the town that's the main character, not Sheriff Bullock or Al Swearingen. They're sort of equals, and they kind of cancel each other out. And I, this one is a little different because it's about two cities right next to each other, separated just by a river. And it's Juarez and El Paso. Uh, they're both represented by a detective. Uh, there's one detective from Juarez and one from El Paso, and they have to team up. Um... I'm trying to be spoiler free here for people who haven't seen it. Um, I do think it's really well worth watching. I thought the, you know, unfortunately it, it, it started out really strong. The cut, there's a kind of a muddle in the middle and then it, it, it for the most part sort of regained itself. But that middle is, a, you know, this points points got to be taken off the board for that. Um, and that's been guaranteed for a second season. So, um, yeah, in the first half of the year, those are all three first season shows that you should definitely go on board with. Uh, the Bridge might not be as good as those, but is definitely uh, worth viewing. Um, there's a lot going on there with the sort of duality of the El Paso and Juarez. They're right next to each other, but in other ways, they're worlds apart. Um, I think it focuses on a lot of issues uh, that are totally relevant to America today that you don't see focused on on a lot of TV shows, maybe like an episode of Law & Order, but not really sort of digging in the nitty gritty. And um, about half the show takes place in Juarez, half in El Paso. And it's definitely the skeleton of the show is built around a murder. You know, there's a, a series of murders 
And because the first body is found exactly on the border, there's a detective from each side. And um, it's, got, it's, it's got really good writing, and uh, it's worth watching. Uh, so that just ended, and we'll be back next year for a second season. Tell me about Meridian. We did evil, unspeakable things. We opened a dark door, and the devil stepped in. Hell on Wheels! third season just ended which is probably the most surprising season of a show um yeah the fifth season or the last the sixth season whatever you want to call it of breaking bad was great but breaking bad was great first two episodes first two seasons of hell on wheels were not so great but this third season was great um really great performances by anson mount common and cole meany um as um cullen bohannon elam ferguson and mr durant um, they got a new showrunner on the show and, uh, they decided to sort of focus more on those three main characters and they produced a really great, uh, season of TV. I haven't read a whole lot of people talking about this, but, uh, I definitely think it's worth watching and I actually think it's worth watching, you know, just checking in from the beginning of the third season. If you really like it, go back and watch the first two, but there's definitely no doubt that Hell on Wheels puts its best foot forward with this third season. Um, it all kind of come, comes together. They kind of change the focus and, uh, it's just a much better show and, and, and really worth watching. Um, so that has not necessarily been picked up for a fourth season, but since they were willing to take this step of actually getting a new showrunner and, um, sort of doing the third season after a second season that really wasn't that good, um, I, in fact, almost didn't watch the third season. I think the only reason I watched it was because it moved to Saturday night and the night it premiered, I happened to be home. And so I checked it out and was pleasantly surprised. Um, so, yeah, I, I assume that's going to get a fourth season and, and it definitely should just based on this third season. Your boss should be careful. One looks down in secret and sees many things. Mr. Narcisse. Dr. Narcisse, Mr. Thompson. I wish to deal with you. I want this to be clear. You and I, we're not going to meet again. What brings you to town? It's not exactly a national secret. Only kings understand each other. Boardwalk Empire has been going for, for a few episodes. They've definitely introduced some new characters, uh, mostly to replace characters that have been killed in the past seasons. Um, I thought that was another one that the third season was a little stronger, although I didn't think the gap between the first two and the third was as big. On uh, It wasn't as big on, on Boardwalk Empire as it was. Um, I just think that some of the, some of the characters that they got rid of in the second season sort of really helped the show in the third season. Um, and this season, well, the, I mean, you know, the writings, it's all, the reviews are still out, but, um, it's, it's been enjoyable. Um, they've definitely brought in, uh, new actors and new characters that are really working. Uh, the most recent episode was, uh, sort of a more quiet and contemplative one. Um, there was some violence, but there's violence in every episode of Boardwalk Empire. It's a gangster show. Um, although like, uh, Hell on Wheels, it's also about, you know, a specific period in America where America made, you know, a technological leap or, uh, you know, a cultural leap, uh, 
And um, it's shown from the point of view of sort of maybe less scrupulous uh, Americans. But um, yeah, it was directed by Tim Van Patten, who's been strong, uh, long associated with the show. He's a former actor from the 70s and 80s. He, was, uh, he played Salami on The White Shadow and uh then was in in some 80s movies but has really made his mark as a director on like the sopranos the wire rome uh game of thrones this i'm actually not sure about the game of thrones but he's been strongly like long so he's he's been associated with uh boardwalk empire since the beginning um i think he's one of the executive producers and um i i actually think that uh boardwalk empire is one of the best looking shows on tv too uh, and this episode was no exception. It's shot really well, and it's lit really well, and the art direction is pretty extraordinary, and the framings are really interesting. Um, and so, uh, yeah, we're, I, if, if my only complaint is that uh, they still feel like they're setting a lot of stuff up, um, and we're four or five episodes in, I mean, it, it does have a sort of vast canvas that it's painting on, um, and we've moved away from the first few seasons, the first few episodes seem to focus on, you know, Chalky White's nightclub and the new sultry singer who's come in and Dr. Narcisse, the Gus Fring-esque, um, duplicitous, you know, businessman who has a really upstanding front, but is in fact just a drug dealer. Um, you know, so, uh, there's, there's been all, you know, we, but we didn't check in with any of those characters this week. Uh, you know, we got to see Zod, Michael Shannon. Uh, and he's always great. Um, and a lot of strong stuff with Eddie. Um, I'm not going to give anything away because there's people out there who haven't watched it. But uh, Eddie, who is uh, Nucky Thompson's valet and right-hand man, has been a, a, a strong and important character, if for no reason. He acts as, because he you know is in a lot of scenes with Nucky and they have sort of the relationship that they have, he acts as a a foil uh, in a way that, you know, sort of reminds you of maybe even Alfred and Batman. Um, so, uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of changes going on there. Um, but uh, Boardwalk Empire has, has continued to be a strong show. Um, I feel like by now probably either you watch it or you don't. But um, that's that's another Fanbro fave. Homeland just recently started and uh, has had two episodes. Um, I can reveal this because it happened last season. The end of last season, you know, I'm trying to try not to give spoilers, but uh, the end of last season, um, the CIA was blown up in a terrorist attack. And I just get irked a little bit when, uh, you know, this is clearly supposed to be our world. You know, there's like quotes from Reagan and Bush and Clinton in the, you know, opening credits. It's clearly our world. And yet... The Washington of Homeland has not been changed at all since this big attack. When, if you think back to 9-11, I mean, you go to a Yankee game and you can see snipers, uh, you know, sort of hiding uh, up around the lights above the stadium. You know, you're walking in broad daylight down Broadway and you look up and there's a helicopter and you can actually see the snipers, like, legs hanging out, like Black Hawk, Black Hawk Down style. Um, if you went into any major train station, subway station, there was, you know, people with fatigues and combat boots with automatic weapons. 
And you don't see any of that in Homeland. And I just feel like there's some bullshit about that because it reminds me of the sixth season of 24, which is the moment that I felt like it jumped the shark was that like a nuclear bomb went off in L.A. And yet the world didn't seem changed by that event. You know, it got referenced a couple of times, but literally like, oh, yeah, and remember when that nuclear bomb went off in L.A.? But it wasn't like you saw there was this visible change. And it bothers me when shows that are sort of have a premise that's based on it being in our real world, uh, you know, um, don't reflect that in sort of major events like that. I don't, I don't know if that makes sense, but um, you haven't seen that being reflected so far in the first two episodes of Homeland. Maybe I take that back a little. You've seen it reflected in the sense that everyone's stressed out in the CIA and that their numbers are depleted and they've been bringing in sort of green new agents who lack the thousand years of experience that was lost in the explosion. Um, and that's most reflected in the character. I'm assuming she's going to be a new regular. We, we have just been introduced to a new uh, CIA uh, analyst who is a female Muslim who wears a headscarf. And there's a whole storyline that seems to be playing out involving uh, bankers laundering money for Iranian-backed terrorists or something like that, which is ironic given the recent detente between, or not detente, I shouldn't say that, but the recent sort of um, tendrils, uh, diplomatic tendrils that have been extended between Iran and America for the first time in, you know, like 30 years. But I, for some reason, I don't blame that. I mean, I feel like that I doesn't sort of stick out as a sore thumb to me as much as stuff like, oh, the CIA blew up and yet Washington still seems the same. Like, all I'm talking about is like, you know, a few establishing shots in each of the episodes to sort of show the fact that there has been an effect on the city. You know what I mean? Like people wearing ribbons or, you know, I, I don't know, you know, funerals or, you know, armed, you know, armed people patrolling or just something to show, you know, sandbag emplacements, you know, something to show that there has been this huge terrorist attack and there there, there would be some kind of effect of that. Um, Claire Danes won an Emmy a few weeks ago for Best Actress, and I feel like she's living up to that. She's doing a really great job. Um, she plays crazy really well, and uh, anytime you throw a lot of shit at your hero, uh, and the hero is able to sort of deal with it, not deal with the shit that's thrown at them, but deal with the performance, you definitely get uh, some, some really good TV, and Claire Danes is delivering on that. We haven't seen uh, Brody uh, yet this season, and uh, I'm hoping he shows up in the third or fourth season, because um, I had some issues with the second season, but that even did continue the whole sort of issue of like the, I, that the, the, the center of the show seems to be this Brody carry thing. And without Brody, it is kind of difficult to, to sort of maintain that center. And the, and the season so far, the two episodes have felt a little off balance. Although I'm not going to lie, I probably did like the second one more than the first. Um, they just sort of introduced more stuff to give you an idea of what's going to be going on this season. Um, so, yeah, um, you got uh, Boardwalk Empire and Homeland are uh, sort of coming into, the, into their seasons. Uh, another, another show that... Uh, actually deals with terrorism that I'm a big fan of is Strike Back on Cinemax. Um, I thought they're coming. How many? <sighs> too many. There's always too many. Yeah, well, this time there really is. Oh my God. I feel like that show should be getting more 
more people should be talking about it. It's a, it's a really good action show. The way really you know like like there are good action movies that are good action movies in that genre, and then there are good action movies that are actually good movies. You know, so I you know I, the, aliens, Die Hard, Lethal Weapon, um, you know that that kind of thing. Like this is a really good show that happens to be an action show and it does the action really well. There's really good chemistry with the leads. Um, and it has an interesting format where they do, uh, basically, uh, each 10 episode season is basically five, two parters. So you end up with these cliffhangers in between. Um, and it's just a really good, really, uh, pulpy show. And, uh, it's in its third, is this in its third, third season? Yeah, it's in its third season. And um, it's about halfway through the third season, uh, coming into the home stretch. But I'm pretty sure if you've got Cinemax or Cinemax On Demand, you can check it out. It might be on uh, one of the on demand networks, whether it's Netflix or Hulu Plus or Amazon. I'm not sure. But uh, that, that's one to keep an eye on. And I think that, you know, there's a lot of entry points. You can sort of jump in and, and pick it up. It's not a complex, it's a complexly plotted show, but you can definitely catch the, the string of the thread or the thread of the string uh, just jumping in on it. Um, and there's a new show on Showtime that premiered right after uh, Homeland did called Masters of Sex that uh, it doesn't really totally fit into the fan bros purview, so to speak, but uh, it seems like it's pretty good. I'd say if you like Mad Men, you'll like Masters of Sex. It's almost like a preview to Mad Men. Um, it definitely takes place at a uh, Midwestern university where they're definitely doing academic studies on sex, kind of covers the same territory as Liam Neeson's Kinsey movie. Um, again, it's, uh, it's quality. Um, and it's uh, it's one of these sort of you know like if if you like Mad Men or you like Kinsey you'll like this. Um, My name is Ichabod Crane. I was enlisted under the command of General Washington. General George Washington. Do you know him? It was two hundred and fifty years ago. Welcome to the 21st century, Mr. Crane. So Sleepy Hollow has generally been a pretty pleasant surprise. Um, the leads are great. The premise is really good. The general um, vibe um, of the show is, is, is pretty great. And uh, in general, the show's firing on all cylinders. My only complaint, and it actually does affect my, so far it has affected the viewing of, of the show for me, my only complaint is just how quickly Ichabod has been accepted into the police department and his story has generally been accepted. Not that his partner um, has accepted it, but just the fact that the whole, the Nicole Bahari character, whose name is uh, escaping me right now, or the character name, but um, the, I, I totally buy that she accepts it because they've given us a past with her that involves her seeing supernatural things with her sister and yada, yada, yada. Um, but I, uh, I just find the fact that like three episodes in, he's standing over a dead body with two cops to just, I, I don't buy it. Um, and it, and it, and it, it's a little annoying and I feel like there's ways that they could have addressed it. But other than that, I think it's really well done. I think it's really well acted. I think it's, uh, you know, got a real chance to be a really strong show for, you know, 
four or five seasons. Um, I definitely, uh, I got to give that one the thumbs up. Um, a lot of people are watching it. They've already got, you know, nicknames for the fans. If you're a fan of Sleepy Hollow, you're a sleepyhead. And uh, for anyone out there who doesn't know, Sleepy Hollow tells the story of Ichabod Crane, who uh, falls asleep during the American Revolution and wakes up in modern day upstate New York. And there's a whole backstory involving witches and the four horsemen of the apocalypse. And, uh, you know, it's real compelling. Um, the leads are great. Their chemistry is great. And uh, the writing is really good, although I still think the pacing is a little off, which I, I feel like it should have taken longer for the cops to trust Ichabod Crane or even believe him or even let him, you know, ride around. So, you know, with them. Um, but it's definitely a great sort of supernatural, um, you know, it's almost like a supernatural fringe, uh, that kind of thing. Um so if that's your thing, you'll definitely enjoy it. And two other uh, Fanbro shows that are uh, coming up are the third season of American Horror Story, which has been getting an extraordinary amount of uh, coverage and looks really good. Um, it's got Angela Bassett, Kathy Baker, um, Jessica Lang. Well, Jessica Lang's in every season, um, but it looks really good um, about a coven of witches. And Walking Dead, of course, does start next week, and you'll be hearing certainly uh, about that from the fan bros, because uh, that's the first show that we started talking about when we started six months ago. So everything comes full circle. You know, the world the world is, a, is just full of cycles, and we are beginning the Walking Dead cycle once again. I can't think of anything else to say about it. I just feel like I wanted to just sort of run down a snapshot of, of TV. Um, so yeah, look, uh, look in the near future for some, uh, really great posts on fanbros.com, some interviews, uh, some special deliveries, some, um, general podcasts, either from or about Comic-Con and, uh, check our Twitter stream, check our Twitter feed at fanbros show. Um, and if you're going to Comic-Con, Tweet us, let us know, because uh, there's definitely going to be, you know, a fan bro or some fan bros there at most times. And uh, other than that, this is another fan bro special delivery. This is Chico Leo signing off. <laughs> <laughs>